0: This is the Benefits Buzz podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits. Brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up and let's get buzzed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Benefits Buzz. I'm your host, Eric Pila. joined as always with my co-host, Kelsey Bergad. Kelsey, that was a total ripoff of Dex. Dax Shepard from Armchair Expert. But I'm working on a good intro for our podcast and I can't think of one, I need your help.
1: Well, I'm not the one to ask. I would just copy Dax too. I mean, he has one of the best podcasts out
0: there, so we'll come up with something. We will, because I keep saying, and I was listening to my past episode and I kept saying, hey i I'm like, I can't keep saying, hey welcome everyone. So that's our assignment for next time. Maybe we can ask our guest today how we should open our podcast. Great idea. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Well, we do have two wonderful guests today. We're talking about mm, the future of open enrollment, enrollment, enrollment. Um, The future is now. We went through a huge, wow, a huge, uh, a game-changing. I wanted to say unprecedented, but we were just talking about how we're tired of that word. But a game-changing enrollment year last year, and I think there was lots of learnings, um, to say the least. Um, and we want to talk about what those are and and probably there's some HR professionals going, why are we talking about open enrollment? I, we just got done with this. I don't want to even think about it for a couple of months. But But learning is constant, people. Learning is constant. And we want to make sure we grab some of those nuggets as you even start to think and prepare for this fall and open enrollment. So to do that, we have two awesome guests. I want to welcome Sarah Branson Forty. She is the senior benefits specialist at Wayfair. And we have Andrew Correa, who is consultant and director of talent at Willis Towers Watson. Hey, welcome to the show, both of you.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
3: Thanks so much for having us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're pumped whenever we can get um, this is know we we made a conscious effort so you know we were talking to HR professionals and consultants and brokers are also a large audience of our podcast like we need to bring more of them on and we want to hear their stories and so we're pumped uh to have you on the show so thanks for your time and we'll jump in right like I'm gonna I like to throw a nice lob ball um question your way get just to get things started right uh I know this is both of your first time on a podcast um so no no Fred here this is going to be fun so Let's just, let's get the first question out of the way. We're going to say the word COVID-19 once. I know a lot of us are <laughs> probably tired of hearing it. Only once. It, only once, right? There was a COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and I don't want to belittle it because I know it's this huge thing in our country still, but I know that we're looking for, we're all looking on the horizon to get past it. But it, it, it totally, it, it totally changed um, open enrollment. And maybe just to start, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, how much of a role did it play in, in what did you feel like you had to pivot last year?
3: Yeah. Um, I guess, Andrea, are you okay if I, if I kick it off?
0: Yeah, let's, let's go for it, Sarah.
3: Um, I think COVID-19, the one time I'll say it, um, mm-hmm. definitely changed the way we think about pretty much everything and had a really dramatic shift in in life in general, but especially um, in the way we work. Um, it would, made a lot of difference uh, for open enrollment and how we support our different employee populations. We're always looking for ways, um, because at Wayfair, we do have a lot of different employee populations. We have our corporate group, we have our field group, our call center group, um, and field includes usually call center, but also our warehouse employees, our HDO employees, um, final mile delivery drivers, all of those folks. Um, So we really wanted to make sure that we were approaching open enrollment this year with a lens that allowed us to reach Are now remote corporate workers, but also our in person field workers and um, the folks that are kind of keeping everything going for us. So it definitely made us uh, look at everything with with a new lens and uh, kind of pivot from there.
1: How were you handling open enrollment prior to the pandemic? What were you doing for open enrollment? Because it sounds like you have quite a variety of different populations that make up Wayfair. So how were you handling that? Were you doing in-person benefit fairs across the country? Were you doing something remote? What did that look like?
3: Yep, Um, we did kind of a combination of both. So it was was some in-person fairs at our locations that were larger. So any of our HDOs or warehouses that had kind of a critical mass of employees. So usually we looked for like 200 or more. Um, and our call centers and uh, different members of the team would travel there and do in-person office hours. Sometimes we would have one of our benefit providers along with us, but it was always a little bit more difficult to kind of uh, get everybody on the same page and travel schedule for that. Um, And then we would also do a lot of recorded um, in-person info sessions from corporate um, that we would send out mostly to our field TM folks um, who could then disseminate the information to their different populations.
1: Awesome. Yeah, so let's rewind a little bit. You know, we're almost a year. I'm well, a little more than a year at this point from when we all really, when unprecedented times happened. I'll say it twice. Um, So what were the first things that you all did in HR? Was it reaching out to Andrea, your consultant to talking about different options? Or how did those conversations go?
3: Yeah, I think the wow. I'm not sure if I like blocked out the beginning of this in my mind, but I think I might have. Um, I think that the first steps, a lot of it was just thinking of what are we going to do? How long is this going to go on for? I think it was kind of a, no one was thinking too far in advance because it kind of scared everybody. And we were hoping for the best and hoping, you know, the next month or the next two weeks that we're being told that we'll be in this is going to be it. Um, but obviously that was not the case. Um, So it was reaching out to our consultants at Willis Towers Watson, who put us in contact with Andrea and her incredible team to help us figure out how we were going to do a virtual open enrollment.
2: Yeah, just to add to that. So we were already thinking about ways to um, connect with people in an innovative way, because let's face it, benefits isn't exactly the sexiest topic all the time. So we're always looking for ways to cut through and get people's attention, and really connect um, and create experiences. So we had already developed some of these solutions that we really, you know, turned on for clients like Wayfair, who in given the, you know, the the situation we were under needed another channel to reach people and to reach them, um, reach all people at their um different locations and importantly their family members because they're the ones um that um also take advantage of the benefits that wayfair offers
0: yeah that's interesting i I, you made an important point like kind of already thinking about this i i think a lot of you know i probably need to talk to more hl professionals before i make this statement but i think i mean I don't think everyone loved in-person <laughs> Oe fair to begin with, so I think a lot of it was was it, was there's already kind of a natural like how can we do this better? How can we do this different? And so maybe for some of those you know uh, organizations who were already thinking about innovative ways to deliver Oe might have been a little bit more prepared, you know, for all of a sudden this we have to go virtual. What does this look like? What does a virtual Oe fair look like? And then you know you know. All that kind of pre-preparation and and sir, a lot of virtual professionals were left scrambling, right? And, and I think the good point is now we all know what this looks like. We all know what a, maybe a virtual OE could look like. And I'd love to kind of start to dive into, you know, what what did we learn and what things can we go from there? So maybe, maybe like talk about like how did you start the game plan? Like, oh we gotta go virtual. Okay, what tools do we need? What kind of experience do you want to deliver? How did that how did that conversation look for you?
3: yeah i can dive in a little bit here um my uh my team actually one of the members of my team was the one leading the charge um emily Cludier, uh she was the one who kind of drove a lot of those conversations um but it was very much a we we need to get everybody's attention we need to get information to our employees all of them um especially during this unprecedented time told myself i wasn't gonna say it um when benefits are probably more important to people than they were previously making sure that you are on the right plan, that your family feels you know, safe and supported um, was kind of at the forefront of everyone's mind. So we just wanted to make sure that we were building on what we had previously done, um, because I do think we, we do our best job to try to get all employees involved and get the information out there for them, um, but trying to find a way that we could build on that. Um, and in came the virtual benefits fair um, that was able to really help drive that and adding to what Andrea said, it was a really innovative way for us to provide everybody access to the same kind of experience. When previously some sites got on-site benefit fares, some sites didn't, um, it gave us a really a really great way to kind of provide equitable information to everybody.
2: What's cool too is that, um, what, you know, typical... Benefits fairs are point in time, like a certain time of day at a certain location. And um, the benefits fair is on demand. So it's always open. Um, So whenever you're like ready to go and check out your benefits, you can do it. And you can actually spend as much time or as little time, which sometimes is key, the little time because people's attention spans, right? Um, So you're able to, you know, check it out, come back when you want to maybe hit it up for a live session and then um, come back with your spouse to check out a benefit that you didn't even know existed. Uh, It just offers a lot of flexibility and interaction. And we found that actually um, employers get three times as many people to visit um, on average than an in-person just because of that convenience factor, which is huge.
3: Yeah, and building off of that even more, um, it made it so, so easy to reach people across different time zones. We have folks everywhere across the country. It also made scheduling those in-person and on-demand sessions really easy. We were able to do more office hour type, um, uh, scheduled sessions, um, than we previously done. And we were able to bring more of our vendors on board to do those, um, across different time zones. So folks could come in when they were available for, you know, Five or six minutes. They didn't have to get up from their desk and walk across the office or get off the floor or get off the phone, um, which was great. They didn't have to fly anywhere either,
2: which was huge too in terms of time and expense. I was just going to say that. I mean,
1: I think about a benefits fair or benefits fairs that I've been to, and it feels a little bit like they're almost like a wedding. You know, you're like setting up all these booths or these tables with tablecloths and like, you have all this, all these items like swag or, you know, handouts or whatever. And so Eric's laughing at me. Have you ever planned a wedding? I mean, give me a break, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I just think about like how much work and time and energy goes into that. And when, and that, You know, people just want the opportunity to go learn when it's convenient for them. And I think, you know, hearing what you both said, the other thing that stems in my mind is you're also making sure it's consistent. Everybody is getting the exact same experience versus, you know, maybe the benefits fair that you had over on the West Coast is different than on the East Coast versus virtual. Um, So really creating that consistent educational experience for those people as well. Um, So you already talked about, you know, a virtual fair. You're talking about live sessions. Let's dig like a level deeper as a part of virtual open enrollment for Wayfair, or Andrea, just the solutions that you said Willis Towers Watson was already working on, what are some of those key elements that make up a virtual open enrollment?
2: I can start if you don't mind, Sarah. Um, so you talked about consistent, yes. So you can have a, a consistent experience, but you can also make it personalized because we could segment the actual rooms um, that people could see based on what they were eligible for. So. You know, if you're not eligible for the retirement plan, for example, you wouldn't see the, the room that was available for that. Um, so it does make it seem more like it is um, it is an experience for you and for you know what benefits you're eligible for. So that's key. Um, the other things that we found key and certainly resonated with the Wayfair folks is that um, you could earn badges. So people like to earn stuff, gamification, you mentioned swag. So in this instance, we kind of combine the two. So for each room or session you visited, you'd get a badge. And then after a certain amount of badges, you were eligible for a drawing. Um, and then you could win prizes. And it was swag that um, a lot of the vendors provided, which is cool because they're able to you know, promote their services and we're able to give people free stuff. Um, so it's a win-win. Um, And people were really engaged by that. Um, So um, we definitely like that. And the other feature too, is that you could survey people after every room um, and at the end. So you can get like continuous feedback um, from people visiting. So you know what's working, what's not working and you can adjust ongoing since it is digital. You can make changes pretty easily um, and quickly. And then the other thing is because it's digital, you can track everything. Um, so it's really good intel for Wayfair and for our other organizations that use it because they can again see what's resonating what's not resonating are people getting stuck somewhere um, what are the you know benefits people are more interested not as interested in and just you know all of that data helps to inform like future strategies even beyond the virtual event
0: yeah that's you know i'm listening to you and i just see i see smiles i see positive like feedback like is this one of those things where like this is one of the great things to come out of like change like force change like honestly like there's this really positive vibe like i mean andrea i i i think the quote was like three times more engagement you know and choosing their benefits which is what everyone like right everyone wants is like let's be you talked about a spouse joining and having a chance to like, these are what we want. People engage in their benefit decisions, right? And it feels like you've got gamification jumping from, you know, room to room and learning from vendor to vendor. I'm getting the vibe here that this was a really positive thing. So I have to ask you, Sarah, how did, how did the 2020 enrollment goal um, for Wayfair uh, and and maybe, you know, some, some contrast of the, of the previous year?
3: Yeah. Um, the 2020 open enrollment went, I think about as well as we could have expected it to go probably better, honestly, the virtual enrollment fair made everything really easy on our team. Um, being able to, again, just have those vendors there, being able to plan more sessions, have more live events, the gamification people, employees love free stuff. I don't think that's ever been a secret. Like I love free stuff. I would want to win a prize. I can't because I'm on the team that's giving them away, which kind of bothered me because I wanted a prize, but, um, Definitely drove up our engagement a ton. Um, it's so much easier to get the data as well, and I think at Wayfair and a lot of a lot of companies now, the end data is what's really important because that's how we're going to learn what we need to do to move forward and if we can keep this momentum continuing. It was a success, everything like that. Um, the data was incredible. We were able to find out that we'd actually in, um, improved our enrollment with our field folks um, actively completing open enrollment by six percent compared to the year prior, which that's the the group of people that we really struggle to engage. And we really wanted them engaged, learning about their benefits, electing new benefits and choosing the plans that are right for them, um, especially given the circumstances. Um, so that was absolutely incredible. We had over 3,500 people participate in the fair, which is way more than who we have, uh, the number that we get at in-person benefits fairs. Um, and, you know, given given the circumstances, way more than we could have expected. We can't do an in-person fair. So we wouldn't be able to necessarily track that data with, you know, emails or a live stream Google Meet. It just wouldn't be the same thing.
2: That's awesome. One thing I'll add, and Kelsey, you mentioned it. So like planning a wedding, because it is digital, it doesn't go away. So the wedding doesn't end and everybody goes home with their gift bag. Um, Because it's digital, we actually have the platform ready to roll. So it doesn't have to just be for open enrollment. Um, people use their benefits all year round. We want them to use their benefits all year round, um, And so a lot of organizations, including Wayfair, are thinking about using the platform for well-being events, for new hire events, for um, onboarding, for retirement planning, anything you can think of, any way or any time you want to connect with people, you can use the platform to do that. And since it's You know, really easy to configure and um, it's already branded for Wayfair and ready to roll. We're able to activate it really quickly.
1: I love that you were actually going exactly where I was about to go in that it's not just during open enrollment once you create it. And one of the things that stuck out in my mind when you were talking about that is and you're talking about all this data that you received is I wonder what happens with all of the questions, right? Because I'm assuming there's an avenue for them to be able to ask questions in this virtual fair. And when they are asking questions, how do you leverage those questions to tee up proactive ongoing education for those employees going forward? If you know like, hey, we got this question 10 times, now you know that's something you need to cover like right up front. I mean, that's totally different than going to an in-person fair and I'm standing there talking to this person one-on-one and you know i might get the answer to my question but there's 10 people behind me who have that exact same question and maybe they're scared to ask it or you know i I just think that is a totally new element to this virtual fair too and i'm curious if you experienced that um you know sarah during your open enrollment
3: yeah definitely um we we definitely leverage the questions we had like i mentioned those kind of office hours and i think having the um Having it be a confidential kind of one-on-one chat with us, um, as opposed to employees having to ask their questions in front of other people or on one of those uh, in one of those larger info sessions we had run previously, really made a difference um, for employees feeling comfortable coming to us and asking their questions. Um, we do also have an internal ticketing queue, which functions very similarly. Um, so employees can confidentially ask their questions there, but the convenience of being in the fair, realizing you have a question going to to the live chat session and asking us the question right away without having to worry about someone overhearing you or maybe it's a silly question or anything like that um definitely definitely helped our employees
2: in each room you can add like different types of media too so we didn't cover that at front but i mean you can add video you can add um, documents so if you had a guide usually that you would hand out for example you could the pdf up there and anybody could look at it on demand the other thing you have is faqs that are already set up in there so then we take the questions that come in and those become the frequently asked questions and you're hitting them up front to your point so that if you just have a simple question you can go and see the answer before even having to ask it
0: yeah this is this is so good i i'm kind of going on this um this wedding planning analogy here. I, I haven't done tons of it, but I did, I was responsible for the most important decision of my wedding, which was the DJ and what songs were going to be played. So maybe to make an analogy then, you know, obviously getting this set up, there are some really important decisions. Can you talk about, and I know maybe like hindsight now, it, it feels great. and There's a lot of good results and i love to hear that. Were there any like, you know, pivotal decisions you had to make or any tips that you can give of people who are listening who are like, what are some important decisions you need to make that will help your platform get set up the best way or any any stumbles you made, you know, like did you fall, you know, fall down when you're walking up the aisle and now you like picked up yourself up and I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm putting this analogy too far, but any, any learnings from the mistakes when you went through that process?
3: Yeah, um, I think when we were planning this this whole thing, a lot of the questions were were what rooms were going to be available, breaking out employee populations, and making sure that what they're eligible for is what they can see and view. Um, and making sure that we got our our really high hit vendors in that we knew folks were going to have questions for, and they were going to go and ask them. Making sure that we scheduled them to be on the live chats, and just that the tech was working on the back end. Um, overall, I don't think there were any like huge stumbles, um, knock on wood, um, nothing that was absolutely detrimental to open enrollment or anything like that. I think if anything, just having the knowledge from this year, moving, moving forward is going to be really helpful in how we schedule that, how early we start out, how we break out the employee, the employee populations, um, and making sure that uh, all of our vendors are on the on the chats at the right time and ready to answer employee questions so they don't just sit there um, is what what's really important moving forward. And Andre, I might have missed I might have missed something, so feel free to. jump in. Sarah, you covered it just um,
2: in the area of sort of continuous improvement., um, it's just always important to put yourself into people's shoes and to think about what they might need and kind of walk through and as you're planning the journey that way. Um, And, you know, one of the things we're looking at doing, especially for our year two um, clients this year, is curating the journey a little bit more for employees so that you can really sort of hone in on the things they might want to consider based on their needs um, and what their family might need for benefits this year. So maybe it's earning, uh, you know, badges for certain rooms will get you into the drawing versus any room. Um, Just, just again, kind of... um, Curating the experience a bit more.
1: Awesome. I mean, I so I know we can't see into the future, right? And I don't, I don't ever want to try to. I mean, the last, if there's anything the last year has taught us, it's that we can't. Um, but what does this mean for Wayfair going forward? So I know it sounds like you're going to do virtual again this year, but does the, is this a permanent thing for you guys? Or are you going to wait and see and maybe go back to an in-person fair someday when we can? Um, or what does that look like?
3: A golden question um, that I'm not sure I necessarily have an answer to either um, for certain. I don't think I can say for sure what we're going to do and what we're going to uh, gonna do for the years in the future. But I definitely do think that there are a lot of really, really strong points standing behind continuing to do things virtually, um, especially with the equity that it allows for all of our populations to get the information um, and to to be participants in this same kind of fair environment um, when previously they might not have been. Um, so I definitely think that there are some very strong points behind keeping the virtual fair. Um, it also helps people, folks in our corporate office as well, who might be uncomfortable going to a giant fair that might stress them out or anything like that. So I think it's a it's a very strong option for sure
0: yeah uh andre any final thoughts you know as we let me kind of wrap up the the podcast here and maybe biggest learning moments or um tips for for hr professionals out there who who want to go boldly into you know uh, another virtual oe yeah
2: i mean i think you know it's it's the trend is connecting with employees and continuing to connect with employees in new ways and so you have to have an innovative mindset so you know Never say never to any solution that can help you reach a person, um, reach their loved ones at home. So it's going to include more digital for sure, but who knows, it might be the perfect combination with an in-person and a virtual um, version of that same connection point. As long as you can reach people when they're comfortable, when it matters most to them, um, so that they can take advantage of the great programs organizations like Wayfair offer um, that that'll be a successful employee experience.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Well, I, I certainly hope of anything is we never have to say uh, we're, we're going into an unprecedented uh, OE again <laughs> this fall. So there's lots of learnings. Thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, Your wedding story, (laughs) your wedding planning story, Uh, fun analogy. Don't play Cotton Eye Joe and play the electric slide is what I've got for my recommendations. Um, No, really, really good thoughts. Thank you so much for your, your time and your feedback. I love it. Um, I know there's a lot of age professionals who who certainly uh, will will appreciate your thoughts. And um, I'm sure there's more to come. Obviously, listeners will have more episodes on OEA as we get closer uh, to that time of year. So as we wrap, I want to say as always, if you love this podcast, make sure you give us a, a review on Apple Music, on iTunes. We'd love your feedback. Um, hopefully we're hitting some of the things that you'd like to hear more about. And likewise. Um, I know a lot of our professionals are are hungry for, for SHRM uh, CE credits. Uh, we have a great resource. You can go to go.wexbenefitsu.com backslash webinar. That's go.wexbenefitsu.com backslash webinar um, for some really upcoming uh, good information that will help you with those CE credits too. So with that, thank you, Sarah, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck in your virtual OE coming up. Thanks. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And, well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.